try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal with your host, Kamen Neutron. Broadcasting from the top floor of the Radio Nope World Headquarters in Oakland, California. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and cover power. The thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree to shop and nail it. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Confidence of a hero or a fool, I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. That's like a science thing, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Back again. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. You are, of course, listening to the one and only Protonic Reversal. Thank you very much for tuning in yet again. Trying to bring you the, the best possible entertainment that your non-dollar provide (laughs) uh thank you for all the great feedback from last week's episode with falco from future left and christian fitness and whatnot um yeah that's that's great to hear i enjoyed that episode a lot myself actually actually funny you should mention that uh he's a he's, he's a good dude today's gonna be no slouch either oh my god we've got a we've got Christian from Horrors coming back to talk all about their new record. What? It's exciting. Um, I'm, I've really liked what I've heard from it. It's gold, by the way. <laughs> and, that, and that it's called gold. Uh, it, it's, I don't think it's certified gold yet. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll freaking find out. Okay? Is that okay with you? Is that is that all right? Is that going to be all right with you? Good. Uh, because that's what we're going to do. I'm presenting you the illusion of choice. Uh, why don't we listen to one of the songs on the New Horns record, Gold. Uh, this is Baby Teeth, and it goes a little something like the ass.
That was a brand new one. That was uh, Baby Teeth. Baby Teeth by Whores. And that is off of the record Gold. It's a new one. It's the new style and it's the new one. And uh, I think on the phone right now we have uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Christian. Welcome back to the show. Hey, what's up? Hey, do you like that intro? Oh, you know what? I forgot something. I yeah, that's, that's pretty tall. <laughs> tall order. Maybe I should lower expectations. On the phone, we've got yeah. a guy. There's a guy on the phone. Exactly. I, I, think, <laughs> I think he's got that's a band perfect. or something. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, welcome back, man. It's great to have you. Yeah, it's nice to uh, talk to you. We didn't really get a chance to talk too much at the PRF thing, except for like when we were, like, you know, trying to get our my drunken bandmate away from the merch table. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> actually, you were pretty drunk at that point too. So yeah, I was gonna say we should, we should be fair. Yeah. I, I, I think all things considered, uh, he, he was he was certainly not the only one that imbibed at that point. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, it was it was at a bar. Yeah, exactly. And it's it, it's not like at at the end of a night when there's like oh god, fifty bands. I don't know how many were actually on Saturday, oh, but it was. I mean, it's it was a rock and roll endurance contest in the best possible way. The PRF events always are, but there's a yeah. I mean. Gosh, at a certain point, like your your body just aches. You're, like your mind is like, oh, please, can we just sit in a corner for a while? Can we just do that? Yeah, I mean, for the majority of the time, I I did just that. Yeah, and I mean, it's I think it's it's totally valid. <laughs> you know, there there is such a thing as too much of a good thing, especially uh, when you're getting on in years. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I just, I like to relax before we play and, like, kind of, I mean, not like it's some, you know, new agey kind of, like, find my center. I mean, it's not that kind of thing. It's just, I just kind of like to not be, not really socialize a whole lot until after we're done because, I mean, I'm there to play. Everything else is just a benefit as a result of that. But, like, I try not to lose focus of why I'm why I'm there in the first place. Sure, and in and, and those, in a way, that can actually be kind of a bummer because you know you're going to be sort of missing out like a perfect example yeah for myself in chicago like nonagon's one of my one of my favorite bands but they were yeah they were great they were uh, great last last year uh you know they they played after us and i was like i'm no man no i can't i can't i cannot i cannot do this this is a thing i cannot do right now and i I love them yeah one of my favorites i would never miss them them from the backstage yeah they were great the first time I had uh, I'd seen them play, uh, but yeah, I watched the whole set from the side of the stage. Yeah, they were great. So this was your first PRF event playing. It also was the first one attending. Is that correct too? Yeah, I mean I'm on the forum sometimes, but I do more lurking than posting, really. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, most of the forums that I mess with are like kind of gear gear heavy forums so like that's you know it's right up my alley but i kind of i post a lot more on like i love fuzz Mm -hmm. they have like a sub forum called i love doom even though i don't like doom music it's just like kind of the the (laughs) hopper that's their catch-all yeah 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 i get it yeah so i used to post a lot on uh harmony central but their forum they did like a uh like a beta version, you know, whatever, and it just shit the bed entirely, and it's just a mass exodus. And you know, <laughs> oh man, really, my I, it sucked. It was my introduction to like boutique pedals and sort of online communities outside of social media stuff, and it was really great uh, in the heyday, like probably 
maybe 2005 or something. But, uh, yeah, it's over. It's a bummer. I mean, online forums kind of come and go to, to a certain degree, I think. But yeah, it's... I guess, yeah. I mean, an electrical audio forum is, is, is definitely interesting, the fact that it's mostly kind of dodged that. I mean, that said, most of the better activity and more interesting things that come out of it has drifted towards social media. As right. I think, I th- And I think that's pretty common. I don't think that's, you know, I mean, let, let's, let's all not sit here and pretend like that we, we just arrived from 1997, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think the whole boutique metal market kind of took off around that same time. So that's, I mean, like totally. the early 2000s is really where it started happening. So uh, I got heavily, and that's also like prior to that, I wasn't like on the internet at all, really. Like, <laughs> I never even had my own computer or anything. So probably like really? 2004. Yeah. Wow. So, and like, w- I was, was, I that was that by choice or was that by choice? No, I just. Not really. I mean, I just was busy doing other stuff, you know? I just wasn't... I'm never really an early adopter of anything, particularly technology. I kind of wait to see what shakes out, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, like, right. I don't know. I just... I mean, I'm not that that's some good or bad thing. It's just kind of how I am, you know? Right, right. I mean, you want to make sure this internet thing isn't a fad first before you before you commit. Yeah, I mean, I would, I'm an early adopter of, like media of music and of movies and of books and and things like that like i definitely i'm always searching for the new new but as far as like devices and stuff i can't i don't really care you know like how i care yeah yeah now that i'm into it i love it i think the internet's awesome but like yeah back then i just never really i don't know i never really cared Hmm. all right well it's okay you don't have to (laughs) <laughs> like I said, I love it now. I mean, shit, I'm on it every day. Like, I was just, like, typing out an email interview for uh, this German magazine before I got on the phone. And, like, before that, I was answering emails and on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, looking at our, our big cartel store, looking at the band camp page, like, every day, every day, every day. And it's not a chore. I'm not complaining. I don't mind it at all. I love it because it's like I'm... You know, I'm working on something that really matters to me instead of, you know, filling in little Excel, you know, fields for somebody else or whatever. So I I don't mind it at all. I like it. And I guess that was one of, that was sort of my follow-up to that was like, it seems like you've taken to it just fine. I mean, I think you have one of the more, one of the more well-rounded, kind of all-around internet presences uh, that, that I can think of, certainly. So, I mean, that's... Thanks. Well, I mean, we don't have a manager or anything like that, so like right. it's kind of uh, on us, and that's not really by choice or by uh, we just don't have one. We 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 may have one eventually, but like I just handle everything right now because it's still at a handle handleable side. <laughs> right, and well, uh, and and, the, and there's yeah. the, that mindset too that you know why pays somebody for something, you know, if you're yeah. not going to be able to, you know, if you're not getting your money's worth out of it, and you can do it yourself, then that's. One less mouth. Yeah, I mean, it's feed, an yeah. opportunities that we that we can't, you know, kind of make ourselves, and there's no there's no real point to it. Now that being said, if somebody's like, if somebody comes to us and says, you know, they really like us, and we actually are talking to somebody, uh, we're playing this festival at the end of October out your way, actually, um, and this guy is coming to talk to us, who I've spoken to online a little bit. He handles like some other good bands and stuff, and he seems to know what the hell he's talking about. But it really has to be that kind of thing, like. Okay, where where can you take us from here? You know, like what 
what are we talking about doing? Because if it's just, you know, putting another person in between us and the rest of the world, then I don't really see the point in doing it. But if it's going to present other opportunities and, you know, we can talk about something. But I don't know, because of that, I, you know, and I also like, I think it's really important now to have kind of personal touch stuff. Like not all right, the stuff right. I post on Instagram is stuff about our band or just promo. Because when I see other bands do that, it's kind of a turnoff. It kind of feels like it's a bummer you all the time. Yeah, it, it, I promote stuff as aggressively as anyone, but I also post like stupid pictures from our practice space right. or whatever other bands that I really dig, or repost other friends or other bands stuff. So it's not all about self promotion, you know. Yeah, because um, that stuff gets annoying. It does. Like, and I've thought the same thing where I'm, where I like see like, oh man, I really like that band. Like, and I'll like look at their you know look at their Instagram account. Like, oh, they pretty much only mention when they have something to flog. Okay, well that's who yeah. needs that. I don't need that from this. And it's weird to, to like be on the other side, like to be on both sides of it. Like it kind of gives you like a little, I guess, a little window in how these how people get different things at uh, different platforms. And yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird how that works. I guess is is, what, is where I'm going with that. Uh, it's all new. It's all like kind of un- uncharted waters, really. So it's it's kind of learning as you go. And I, I honestly learn the most from watching other people's. I don't want to call them mistakes, but watching other how other people do it and, and seeing what I don't want to do, really. Right. You know? I mean... And, uh, I you know, it's, it's, like what would appeal to me, you know? I think it's okay to uh, to look at other people like an object lesson. <laughs> you know, that's sure. fine. I mean, I watch other bands like that. I'm like, ooh, I'm not going to do that. Or maybe I, I recognize something that I'm doing similarly and go, I'm going to stop doing that, you know? Or whatever. That's why I like live, like for shows and stuff. You know, I, I learn a lot from that. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, I think it's important to learn. I and mean, we we talked a bit when I had you on before. You, you know, we we kind of were talking about some of these larger concepts and bringing it back to sustainability and yeah, you know, right. being able to like stay doing what you're doing and what you love to do. And you know, that's there's ways to do that. Certainly, everyone's got their their mindset. Some are more uh, dogmatic. <laughs> yeah. than, than others maybe is the, the that's the yeah. kind way to put it uh but i think people's priorities get messed up or they sort of lose sight of what they're what they're doing and like i you know I, I never lose sight of the fact that like my main mission is to is to you know make something that that resonates with other people and to have some sort of back and forth kind of transference happening between us and the people that like our band like and if we lose sight of that and we start going like oh we we have to write this kind of song or we have to play this kind of show or do this kind of tour or have this kind of thing or whatever. And then it kind of ruins what you're doing. And I think people just get to that level where they get surrounded by people who are telling them things that they believe even they, they don't listen to themselves as much. You know, I temper every piece of advice against what we know to be like right for us, you know? Well, and I think it's important that you have that level of kind of self-awareness. <laughs> with it too, yeah. to, to, to even notice that that has happened with other people, and you know, like maybe yeah, how how to learn from it. You know, I I think that that was almost. It's interesting that that was almost like frowned upon, like sort of that tactical thinking was kind of like I don't know, frowned upon might not be the right, right. word, but it not in vogue. Like a careerist, right? It was yeah, I understand what you're saying, yeah. But you know, it's funny. Most people who lob like insults like that or sort of sideways compliments uh you know are people who have 401ks and people who have you know a family and a mortgage and have a stable future and they're not people who are 
you know, throw on caution into the wind for their dreams. So fuck right. those people. I don't care what they have to say because they don't understand it. They don't get it. Or people are like, man, that dad won't play unless you give him a guarantee. It's like, I don't have a regular job. And not because I'm a fucking retarded, but because I choose to do this and right. throw myself at it. So yeah, you've made this it. choice. Yeah. We need certain things. We're certainly not making a ton of money, man. That's for sure. So, you know. It's, uh, yeah, I had that recently with somebody who I respect, actually, and who's, you know, a fellow musician and been in bands that I really like was, you know, trying to not necessarily talk shit about us specifically, but just trying to, like, wave the punk rock flag. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you work at, like, he works at, like, a, a big company and makes a good paycheck, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But he's saying these, lobbing these, these, these comments from a position of, of, you know, safety. So it's like, you don't get a vote, dude, because you're, you're not in the van. You don't understand. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's easy to... <laughs> it's easy to sort of cast stones at, at someone when, yeah. when, when you don't know what it's like. And it's not like... I would presume that you're, you know, right, going around in, like, limos and <laughs> dining right. on the finest caviar. <laughs> yeah, that's us. You, you nailed it. Top hat, wearing <laughs> shoes... I mean, I did see oh, you adjusting your monocle, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. I know those monocles yeah. don't I come mean, cheap. I mean, we're not even making a living at this point. I mean, we still all have to, like, work, you know, side jobs, and probably will, you know, forever, and that's okay. But I'm like, the band comes first. I mean, I just turned down uh, this this job coming up because, uh, you know, the band has stuff coming up, and it's like, we have practice tomorrow night and I have to rewire my pedal board tomorrow before practice because we have X amount of practices before we leave on tour and I have to be set up the right way so I can practice the right way. And so we're locked in and people get their money's worth from show one. You know, I'm not going to try to figure it out four shows in. Of so course. Like yeah. Because if you're going to be professional, you got to be professional. You know, that's part of it. Yeah. And it's not about us having a show on that day. It's us preparing there's all this work you know as you well know that gets done behind the scenes that needs to be attended to or you won't get those other opportunities you know so and it's interesting that you bring that up uh because i mean from a wider standpoint i'm I'm not sure if there's ever really been you know a super profitable time period for noise rock but it seems like you know right now you have to as great as it is have instant availability to everything you it to me in my experience, it seems like you have to work five times as hard for one fifth of the results. Uh, yeah. Well, there's more. There's more noise. Yeah. Because exactly because there's so much out there, and now the yeah. the, the that's the sort of complaining part of it. The great part, of course, is that like it's very it takes very little effort to your music can be heard anywhere, but anywhere by anyone, right. and like with a very very low to no barrier of entry for it, which is fantastic. It's a Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, most of our stuff, that like our new stuff, we're streaming uh, like on YouTube and Spotify, which are both essentially free. I mean, you need a wireless connection or whatever or a device, so there is like that digital divide thing. But other than that, if you don't actually pay for the content. We are totally cool with that because more people hear it. Well, exactly, and and that's and that's something where. I think that there's there's mindset of like no they're gonna pay where it's like wow what century oh, are good you luck from with that. yeah exactly <laughs> that, that mindset's gonna die in another generation I mean anybody you know who's like a you know a digital native or whatever is would laugh at that 
at that idea because it's just it's it's forever changed and you and I are both old enough to know what it was like before that but that's gone like forever yeah Unless it's not coming back like we there's go back to hunter gatherer and there's the apocalypse I mean, the only thing I can think of is, uh, (laughs) you know, there's there's that uh, Vim Vendors movie until the end of the world, like that EMP pulse, like, you know, (laughs) destroys all of technology and brings down the grid. Yeah, that's like the only thing I can think of. of I'm I'm not placing my bets on that, by the way, in case you're wondering. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, it's just I mean, people really just show their I don't want to say age because I really hate that ageism is still okay. Yet people are starting to come around on the fact that racism, sexism, homophobia are all horrible things. Like, the whole world, you know, starting to go, oh, maybe that's wrong. But ages is still totally okay. So I'm not saying huh. that people are showing their age, but people are showing... Their that, cynicism, that, for sure. You know, they're just, right. They're just trying to dig in and be like, people need to pay for my records. It's like, well, then you're going to sell two. You know? You can't, <laughs> right. you can't be like that. It's over, man. The record is just sort of a souvenir or just this, like little talisman kind of thing and that's okay but like you have to figure out if you want to be a working musician how to make money uh, outside of selling records i mean we got a, a good sized advance for our record for the new one but like it got every penny of it got eaten up in expenses for, for repressing old records for merch for tour right for, right keeping the machine you know, going trailer maintenance. Yeah, Dude, yeah. it's unbelievable you see this amount initially and you're like we're fucking rich and nope. then every penny of it was spent before the record even came out. Brenda's not even out yet, and it's been spent for. We're, we went over our video budget by a little bit. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, but I, yeah, I had to pay money into it from my own money. Just, wow. but I've, I've done that with the band since day one. So, yeah, I was going to say at least you're used to it. Labor of love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say at least you're used to it. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's... when people do the you know the GoFundMe stuff I, or the Kickstarter, I just want to bomb it with rage. It's, you know, they use your hand out, like, oh, no, thank you, man. That stuff is appropriate if somebody's a victim of tragedy, but right. a band gets broken into, and I have medical expenses and no insurance. It's not to fund your CDEP. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, and There's I, no way. I, I think the one kind of caveat that, that I'll that I'll get for that myself and I, I haven't really even seen this since it first started but like when there's some kind of weird like hook or bizarre thing to it where I, and it's the kind of thing that it won't exist unless this goes through and like enough people are like I believe in this crazy thing sure you're like, like I'm gonna right, make a like I'm gonna make a record of Prince covers in the style of Big Black you know some some, some crazy ass thing like right. that and it's like wow that sounds great I'll, I'll go into that not like give me money yeah, because I don't want to like- work it wouldn't get made otherwise. Like, I understand that. I just, you know, I understand this place. I just refuse to participate in it. You know? Well, and <laughs> That's it's... That's the whole, whole old man thing. It's like, I just will not get with it, man. The entitlement shit really bothers me. And that's definitely, uh, you know, a result of, of kids being told they're special little snowflakes. I mean, when you and I were kids, that was not the case. No. It was go out <laughs> was there not. and, and <laughs> skateboard with bare feet and, you know, and crash in the cul-de-sac and, you know, whatever. Like... Times have changed. And people's heart is in the right place, you know, to like absolutely shield kids from horrible shit that life is gonna, you know, teach them anyway. But I think, you know, it, it needs to swing back a little bit from that back to, you know, uh, little feral children. That shit is good for you. Yeah, I, I think like maybe like somewhere in the middle <laughs> might be yeah, good. Absolutely. Like I said, people's hearts are in the right place. I think, but yeah, yeah. the result is, you know. I remember when I was I worked at this coffee shop and I was um, I was interviewing somebody who um, was applying to work there and 
my the owners of the coffee shop made me always ask at the interview end of the interview, why should we hire you? Which makes my stomach sneaks sick to my stomach, but whatever. And they asked me to And so then, you know, people would constantly say, like, because I'm awesome and it's like, holy shit. You know, this is just <laughs> Yeah, no, you're not. You're not. You're not awesome. That's the worst yeah. possible thing you could think. <laughs> and people will kind of couch it too in like this, you know, individual like American ideal of, you know, like, uh, um, you know, just the, the emphasis on self and it's the worst fucking thing for the world. Oh, totally. You know, collectivism doesn't mean communism. It means don't be an asshole, you know, <laughs> just be nice to other people. Like how hard is that to understand? But if you think you're special and unique, then you get special treatment. And that's really bad for us. Man. Well, and then you start, you feel like, oh, the rules are for other people, not for me. And I mean, it's a slippery right. slope for sure. And I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, bad thing. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. That's, it's, it's, a, it's a bad trend. It's a bad thing. I, it's interesting that, but by the same token, right? Like I'm with you on all of this stuff. But I get so pissed off when everybody blames everything on millennials too. Like it just everything, oh, no, everything absolutely. is millennials' fault. Yeah. I'm like, screw you, man! Shut up, <laughs> old sir. Awesome Louis C.K. bit when he's like, he's talking about how like you know some millennial kid like hates their job and a job sucks or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's why we gave it to you. You don't fucking know anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why you have this job. Because, you know, you haven't learned anything yet. They're children, man. You can't blame shit on them. Yeah. They're, they will find their own way. It's just, you know, you don't really know anything until you've lived a little bit. I just haven't lived a little bit. So it's not that, you know, I certainly wouldn't be one of those people that would blame shit on millennials. That's like, that's, you know, it's like blaming child abuse on children. Like, <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> They're the recipient of this world. They didn't create they it. They didn't create know? it, precisely. Yeah, and, 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 thought, and it's something I gotta say. Sometimes it's hard for me that uh, you know a lot, a lot of the music that's being cranked out by the young folks. I'm gonna go ahead and charitably say, not my bag. You know, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Good for them. It sounds pleasant. <laughs> oh, the the garage rock, the burger record. Yeah, all oh, that God. shit. It's yeah. Well, oh, what are you gonna do? That's just what they're doing right now. They'll they'll, they'll be onto some other things stripping the danger out of that yeah. soon enough but then again i mean there's also like great kids like all right as a for instance did we talk about this last time maybe we did i should have listened to it but uh animal lover blew me away and i was I like don't think we did and no. I, I was like how did you kids how did you come to be playing because yeah. i mean they're kids they're like young i mean they're not quite as young now as we all are but like it blew me away that like such young cats would like be playing that style of music where it's like wow this is so cool have you heard an Atlanta band called Body Father? No, I don't think so. Not they, that I'm aware of. They are so rad. They've got like a sort of math rock, Juno 44 mixed with like a Jarf like Jehu kind of thing. Right. They're super badass, and they are young, and they are badass. <laughs> See, I love that. And it, that, uh, that, stuff's, that stuff's sure. great. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just like, actually posted something on their Facebook uh, today because I was doing that interview for that German thing, and like uh, they were asking me about Atlanta and stuff. So I started like you know I just kind of off the top of my head named a few Atlanta bands that I really like, and they were one of them. And then I was like, you know, I should go over on their Facebook and say that I like their band because they know I like their band. But like it's, you know, nice to be nice. My mom says, yeah, it's nice to get affirmation. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's nice to get feedback from from other people that. Our fellow travelers. 
That was a uh, body father. Somebody, somebody's asking the chat box. That was. Yeah, uh, they have an EP I think on Bandcamp. It's like six songs. Oh, not somebody. Oh gosh, that's a uh, that's Ryan Sotherby of the Melvins documentary. That's uh, that's asking that. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're <laughs> badass, man. Uh, yeah, somebody. Uh, somebody. Some dude. <laughs> some dude. Just some, some guy. Guy, <laughs> guy dude, bro. <laughs> uh. New China, New China is another band full of uh, younger cats from Austin. I think they're they're badass. They're 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 kind of brain breaking in a great way, and I love I love that kind of stuff. Did you say awesome or Austin? Austin. Well, they're, oh, okay, right. they're from yeah, awesome as well, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, I love man. That's a hell of a town. We we have the best time there. We always. I mean, Jesus, I love that town. Yeah. So I mean, do you have like? I mean, you, you, of course, every region is the, is the favorite, the one you're playing, especially that night. But uh, do you have specific right. cities that you're like, yeah, that's the that's the one? I love that. Definitely, yeah. Um, I mean, obvious stuff like, of course, Brooklyn is incredible for us and has been for a long time. Um, I mean, most major cities like Chicago is great for us. Philadelphia is great for us. Boston is great. Dallas is great. Seattle. I mean, it goes to Denver, it, you know, Minneapolis. Jesus. I mean, we've, we've been pretty fortunate, you know, and I, it's easy to forget. Like, and my bandmates will, will, will check me all the time. I'll be like, oh, God, you know, there was only X amount of people there tonight. And, you know, my bandmates are like, dude, when their last, my bandmates were both in a band together, like when they were a lot younger. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, they're like, man, we would be on tour and be playing, you know, in a basement to three people. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. I feel I get grateful again. You know? um, so yeah, I mean, Austin is definitely on the short list of, of super badass cities. Though um, we played an incredible show in Seattle um, at like a DIY venue, really good. We may have talked about that last time. That was really fun. The show in Oakland was incredible. People were going nuts. Really super, like inspiring to see people getting off on it. Because sometimes you can feel the vibe. Sometimes the vibe is like people are just like super drunk and like partying and that's that's rad too i mean i have no problem with that but Mm -hmm. like you can feel when the vibe is coming from like people are just connecting and they were connecting in oakland for sure uh san diego is really killer um man it goes on and on and on i feel like we might have talked about this before and but uh, this is all still valid information hopefully i'm gonna get a lot of angry emails about it if we did so don't worry about it but uh yeah what are you gonna do yeah what are you gonna do it's that's I, I think that's interesting. And I think it's so something I find fascinating with uh, touring in the internet now versus how it used to be is everything, everything's more connected. Like you meet people in these cities and like, it's not just like, all right, see you next year. <laughs> it's like, if no, yeah, not at all. They can become buds, you know, they can become people that you, you'd kind of talk to and get to know. And the next time you come through, it's like, Oh cool. My, my friend so-and-so is here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just saw, uh, a friend of mine in Athens, his band was, uh, he's from uh, Pacific Northwest, but he was in Athens because his band was on tour with this other band. And the last time we saw each other was in Philadelphia because our two bands played together like three years ago. And oh, it was right. like, okay. sure. hey, what's up? You know what I mean? So like we just, like it's fast friends again, like just hugging and hey, we're, you know what I mean? It's, it's so cool. And we just absolutely met through music, but you know, we keep up with each other's lives through social media and stuff. So we, we have sort of a common language. It isn't like, Oh my God, catch me up on everything that's been happening for the last three years. Cause we both know, even though we haven't seen each other in the flesh, 
Right. It's yeah, not it's cool. I love it. It's not it's like, cool. hey, you're still raising llamas, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, no. yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, and it's it's interesting how, it, and it allows people that are, have more esoteric interests to kind of find other people completely rabid and into the same things that you're into. You know, it, yeah, it allows you a place to be like. No, I'm going to argue with you about which is the best birthday party record because I think that's a different uh, choice, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, that's like the people who post Converge on the Noise Rock Now forum. You're like, dude, okay, <laughs> I don't have time to explain this to you because I'm a busy man. <laughs> but it's not the same thing. And I love Converge; they're incredible. They're a legendary band, but they are not a noise rock band just because they're noisy. But it's right. like, you know, you and I know that because we came up during the heyday. But yeah, 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 people, yeah, yeah. Dude. So it's just, like, you know, you just can't engage, you know. <laughs> I've learned that. You just have to be like, yeah, okay, moving on. And that, and, and I think part of that's also just the, and it isn't necessarily aging or age, but, but it, it's definitely, yeah, like, Let's put it this way. I get it when, you know, some of my salty old punk rock friends who used to like, you know, tour in the 80s and play in Homestead and, uh, and put our records in Homestead and stuff used to like be like, oh, them, blah, blah, and like suddenly suddenly start talking trash and be like, whoa, I thought we were just talking about music. Holy crap. And like they would have this yeah totally intense opinion that I didn't expect. And like now <laughs> I find myself doing the exact same stuff. Like, and yeah. I, <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Not to stop myself. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, and, and exactly because I mean I think that also it matters to you. It's so personal, you know. It it's does. hard to shut that impulse down, you know. It, it does, and 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 if it didn't mean so much, then it wouldn't feel so offensive. <laughs> I guess right. That's where it's it comes not like we're getting, you know, butt hurt about about Call of Duty on a video game forum. I mean, maybe that shit means that something to those people too. I mean, it probably does, but maybe it's a, I don't know. It's a it's a real emotional, heartfelt. Thing, music. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's kind of. I don't know. I don't want to say special or magic, but there's something about it that can really, really affect people the way other, uh, you know, art forms can't. Uh, painting can't do it. A movie maybe can do it, but I always kind of feel like I'm being manipulated. Music just kind of right. does it, you know, because it's also sort of more vague. It isn't. I mean, something really, really powerful can also be really sad at the same time, like neurosis or something, you know, or Absolutely. something like. The T.J. Harvey stuff, where she's like singing all quiet, but the drums are still really big. It's like so rad. So you're not really sure what what is what is what's intended, what the ex intended expression is. But it also kind of doesn't matter. It's like it just makes you feel a certain way, anyway. So it you don't need to know what it's about. It just kind of does something to you. It's weird, man. Yeah, so you, because exactly. of that, it feels like really uh, otherworldly, and it, it makes it. I, you know willingly throwing my life at it because I love it so much, you know, I'm obsessed with it. No, absolutely. And, and that's, uh, <laughs> it's funny. Hornless unicorn in the, in the chat box just said it can be time travel too, which is kind of brings to a point that I just was going to make that. Yeah. I mean, it's, even though it's a, a fixed point in time where it's made, like you can find different things about it later on, or it can take you back to like, Oh, first time I heard that was like this specific. And you can almost like, envision it you can almost feel it you could like smell the coffee or whatever of, of wherever you were at that time and yeah it's super evocative yeah it's 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 fascinating it's it's i'd, I'd love to I'd love to hear more i'd love to hear more about that so i guess we'll have to 
wait until somebody makes like a documentary or like a book about that. Maybe like an opera. Yeah, it'll transport you for real, man. I remember listening to, whenever I hear at the drive-in the relationship of command, I remember like where I was because I, I had recorded the, um, I guess I probably had a CD and I had recorded it onto a cassette because my car didn't have a CD player at the time. And the band I was in at the time was driving to a show in either Auburn or Athens. But I remember driving through this college town, listening to it. And any time it comes on, it, boom, takes me right back there. It's weird, man. And that's just right off the top of my head. I'm sure I could think of 10 more examples easy. Yeah, and it's, it's and again, a lot of that, too, I, th- I think, especially when you have... When you're not well, we used to, used to call them. It's an antiquated term now, but you're you're ten CD person that only owned ten CDs, and then they didn't. Oh, I never heard that. Oh yeah, that's a I, I, I don't, a record store dude saying. Yeah. It's totally a record store dude saying, and but yeah, yeah, I like, think we talked about your, your yeah your former former career as a music store dude. Yeah, that is like the fourth best record store in the fourth. <laughs> I, I, I did say that, and it's a hundred percent true as well. Awesome, <laughs> but but yeah, like we we had a thing. Player number four, Player number <laughs> right? four. And to be clear, the fourth best record store is still like in Berkeley is still the better than the first best record store in like Hoxie, Kansas. But still, I mean, yeah. that's an ignoble <laughs> distinction. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But we would say, like, you know, if you if you went on a date with someone and you like went back to their place and you saw that they only had like ten CDs or whatever, Ooh, like, it, no, yeah, you no know, <laughs> you know, you don't really have that much in common because they don't make that kind of deep connection with music. Because how in yeah. the world could you ever have just ten CDs? <laughs> yeah, it's like people who are, and that's like saying I don't really like food that much. Like what? Like if people say they don't, they're not that into music. It's like it's, it's completely like. Does not compute, you know. Right. I don't understand it. I literally cannot understand it. It makes no sense. Like to you me. almost want to kind of like get to, people with something wrong with them. Yeah, you almost want to kind of like psychologically deconstruct them, like and be like, "How did you?" Yeah. Okay, so that, let me give you a couple scenarios. You have weirdo. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like you want you want to give them uh, uh, the <laughs> like the test and Blade Runner or something. <laughs> the voice, the voice, the voice yeah. yeah, thank you. I coun't couldn't think of that. Voice comp, yeah, uh, I love Blade Runner. So good. I actually met Harrison Ford. I got I got to work on a movie uh, that uh, that he was in. A couple really? Years ago in Philadelphia. Yeah. Was he was he cool or was he aloof? Oh, or? he was super cool. He said to call him Harry. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Holy yeah, crap, dude! Crazy. That's uh. What's that? I, oh, that, I'm just amazed by that. That's that he lets people call him Harry. That's uh. Yeah, he's um he's into uh a lot of experimental aircraft. I guess that's sort of his hobby. And my stepdad was a pilot for a long time. Oh yeah, uh, because we kind, of just, we kind of just talked about airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he he had that injury because he uh like like there yeah, was the, like his his plane like he had he could do like a like a forced landing or something because something like went wrong with one of his planes. I, I remember I remember this now and I was like, wow, that's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. It's like okay, Deckard, Han Solo, Indiana Jones, no big deal. Yeah, just three childhood heroes and one dude, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Did you did you watch the most recent Star Wars that came out? Uh, yeah, the J.J. Abrams one. It just felt like a J.J. Abrams movie, which is the that's fine. Yeah, so I'm like oh, lens flip, cool, awesome. Like <laughs> you know, I mean, a Star Trek movie he did was awesome too. Lost is incredible, of course. You know, but I don't know. It felt like the the magic was still missing. It's certainly better than the 
abortions of uh, movies they put out a couple of years ago, but, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm anxious to see that one that's coming out Christmas, like that sort of world of Star Wars. Yeah, the, I, I think Rogue One, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah that looks exactly. Interesting. I went to go see um, Hell or High Water the other night, and when I was walking down the, uh, the aisle that has all the different theaters off of there, I saw the poster for that Star Wars movie. It looks, it looks interesting. I found it interesting too that you know the we the abortions of movies that we that we won't mention uh, in the Star Wars canon. Like, there's so many people that had their childhoods crushed by Lucas with those, and I, I pretty bad man. I did myself included. I mean, definitely, I was like, ah, f- screw that guy. Uh, I mean, yeah. to the point that I actually, <laughs> that, I can't remember if I told the story in air before, uh, but I ran into George Lucas taking a meeting. At a Starbucks by the Oakland airport, like I was, I was just going in, and he was going out, and like it was one of those things where we were just like going different directions. Like, oh, is that George Lucas? Like, that's totally George Lucas, huh? And then, totally George Lucas. But this right. is this is like one of those things where like I, my mind is like going like you know, okay, what do I say? Do I say something to him? Do I, and I just kind of was like looking at him the whole time because I was like, wow, I'm still kind of, yeah. I'm kind of pissed at this dude, and. I, yeah, I bet he gets that a lot. <laughs> but I, and he had this look that, like, he was like, "Uh oh!" Like he had the look, like he recognized he that I recognized oh, yeah. he him, and he coming. he didn't know what that meant. So I didn't do anything. But I realized what I should have done is dropped my with your car. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking, so uh, I I would have. Uh, what I should have done is dropped to my knees in front of him and just went, "No!" <laughs> Too late. We'll never get that opportunity back. Yeah, I know. I I, I thought of it like <laughs> thirty seconds too late. Uh, so yeah, I, I I let I got him a free pass, unfortunately. But yeah, essence of comedy is timing, man. <laughs> I know it's close. That would have been good. I thought that would have been good. But well, horseshoes and hand grenades, man. Yeah, That's what close yeah. counts. <laughs> uh, but I did oh find talking back to the other thing we were talking about that that so many you know Star Wars nerds in my friend group. It was so interesting to me that for a fine movie, the good enjoyable movie, like they they just like reactivated. They re, like it reactivated like the fandom piece <laughs> like of a them. Sleeper cell. Yeah. <laughs> when I was like, holy yeah. crap, dude! Really, it was cool. It wasn't like go buy the toys. Cool. I mean, like, I don't know what I mean, it was. It was fine, but you know, I'm not seven. You know, so right. like, it, you know, it's impossible to, you know, to go back. Star Wars, the first movie I ever saw when I was a little boy, I went and saw it in the theater, like the first actual movie. And when I saw it, and I've, I've told this, this kind of anecdote before, but I thought all movies were documentaries. I didn't understand the concept of storytelling. I just thought, oh, how, like, how, did they get those, how did they get those cameras into space? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, for, I'm not making that up. I really thought that. Like, oh, that's adorable. How did they... And after they got the camera, how did they get the, the cameras back to Earth to show us the movie? Like, yeah, it was, <laughs> right. that's how young I was. You know what I mean? Wow. Okay. All I right. remember it vividly, though, going like, this shit is real. You know? <laughs> Bizarre. Oh, man. You know, at some way you should so probably... It's formative, for, for, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. But, you know, I'm also not into, I don't collect toys. I'm not one of those 40-year-old virgin dudes. Like, I just, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I don't know. It's not that thing. Well, it's okay. It's it's a thing. It's for uh, you know. It's it's for some people, and it's all right. When it's kind of how I feel about you know my my world is not for everyone either. You know, it's it's, it's oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> it's a different sort of suspended adolescence, but still suspended adolescence nonetheless. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm I've come to terms with that though. Like, I don't care. You know, like people 
brought up to talk about, you know, like man, man child or oh, right. world of insults because I don't have a, uh, a mortgage or, or, you know, the things we were talking about earlier, like the trappings of, of normal stuff. And it's like, do you think that's because they're not available to me? I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a choice so I can pursue what I want to pursue. It isn't because that, that wasn't an option. It was an option that I, right. I don't want to say turned down, but that I certainly have put off indefinitely because I'm doing this other thing. And this other thing means everything to me. Well, and you have to make choices, and some of them are hard choices, too, that you're like, wow, yeah, that would be great if, to be able to do that, but you, you can't do both. And you know, I mean, that's honestly why, you know, why people in the band have, you know, come and gone. It's because it's, and you know, the older you get, the harder it is to sort of follow a dream or the more foolish it is to follow a dream maybe right. some would say but I don't I don't care because this is what I'm doing and I'm dug in and I love it and it's like feels so good there's nothing else that I want to do I mean I can do other things but I choose not to yeah and I mean I think there's honor to that personally some people call it foolhardy I, I call it you know I, I would not I would say that it's absolutely an honorable road to go and I think it's, I think we, especially American culture, you know, we don't value art. Here. Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, it's just a product. It's just to be right. consumed. I mean, the only thing America creates anymore is pop culture. Exactly. You know, we're and damn we good value, at it. We don't even value that, man. Oh, we're, I, you know, we're number one. We're, I think we're, <laughs> you know, I don't want to say they're the best at it because you there's a lot say. of great bands from around the world. But Of course, of course. I don't know, last, last 50 50, 60 years we've been we've been hitting them out of the park, man. We're doing all right, yeah. I mean, and, and it's it's interesting though that the valuation on anything other than the end result and specifically the profit motive is completely ignored. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a distinctly American phenomenon, and I don't think that you know people who Americans who haven't you know who aren't real savvy to the rest of the world or haven't traveled a bunch or. Just don't you know? Don't don't go investigate things around. I don't think they're hip to that fact. The rest of the world isn't like that, man. Particularly, Europe is not like that. I mean, they understand that art has its own merit outside of commerce. They're not inextricably linked like they are here. Right. I mean, right. the world is becoming more and more connected. But like that's just you know, there's there's centuries, you know, there's thousands of years where there's only a couple hundred here, as far as like a uh, ingrained culture and. uh yeah, it's really an American phenomenon. It's sort of ironic, I guess, uh, that we are the ones who, you know, create what the world sees as the most valuable thing, yet we don't value it at all. That's really weird. That is weird. I'll tell you what, I value the fact that you got a new record that's, co- that's coming out. It's called Gold. Oh, we should, we should probably talk segue. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, what it's, a segue. It's called a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Get on that segue and ride away. <laughs> I just pulled a uh, yeah. I just pulled an Arrested Development and pulled up on the Segway for on you there. Uh, yeah, it's my mullet flapping in the wind. <laughs> uh, and I do actually have a mullet, which is is prodigious at this point. It's getting pretty pretty respectable. <laughs> That's debatable. Party, but... party in the back, church hair, court hair. <laughs> party in the back, man. Come on. Uh, so gold is going to be out. It's October twenty eighth, I think. Right. It is. Yeah. And this is uh, on your new. I mean, are we calling it a label? Is it like a like a lifestyle brand? Like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, yeah, they're they're a label, but they've got they own a lot of things. There's like a uh, lot. Got, yeah, there's a lot to it. Yeah, they've got like Peppa Pig, which is like a kids show, 
And they have, like, Trailer Park Boys, but they also have, like, High on Fire and Crowbar and, like, a lot of hip-hop. Like, The Game is on E1. Snoop Dogg. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, Entertainment One, people just call it E1, is Mm -hmm. the name of it. Um, So they've got, like, E1 Heavy, which is what we're a part of. But they also, you know, they're like a media sort sort of company. So it's not just, uh, there's not, like, a you know, glass ceiling. So that's right. one of the reasons we decided to work with them because they just seemed like it wasn't like, okay, there are other labels who kind of have a reputation as a label and that's cool and that works. And when I was younger and there wasn't the internet, I'd be like, I would buy something just because it was on Discord or just because I was on yeah, yeah. or whatever. Absolutely. Or Trans Syndicate or Alternative Tentacles or Cell Pop or whatever it was. But like, um, the internet has sort of change the tastemakers from labels to sort of like blogs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Of or, course. Or, uh, so things have sort of changed. So I don't want to, I just, some labels will put an ad in a magazine that's an ad for the label and then it's got 30 bands listed underneath it. We don't really want to be a part of that, man. I don't think that's really going to serve our band. Um, and E1, you know, when we had a couple different, uh, it interest from, I don't know, a handful of labels, like maybe, I don't know, seven, ten labels. Like, we're emailing us and stuff, and then we had, like, hard, short-form offers from probably half of those, like, maybe four or five. And then the more we talked with E1, the more we realized that, like, they were real... They liked the band, genuinely. And they didn't think they were, like... They didn't feel like they were going to take advantage of us. I felt like they were real people who had a history and playing in bands, and, you know, they were coming to St. Vitus in Brooklyn, the labels in New York, coming to St. Vitus and seeing us when we played there and, like, talking to us and... They just seemed like real people, and people we knew through the scene in Brooklyn knew all these same people at D1, like socially, like they're all friends of these people, and they right. just seemed right. And there was a couple other labels that you know were interesting, and they definitely offered us like some a pretty pretty good offer and stuff, but it just didn't seem right. It seemed like, and you know, and to the, and to E1's credit, man, I. I sent an email the other night about like this one little edit that needed to be done on this piece of uh, art for like a tour poster. And mm-hmm. I got emailed back in 10 minutes. It was almost midnight, man. And I was like, what are you doing emailing me back? I mean, I'm the email and so I just thought of it. So I didn't want to forget it. So I just sent it. Right. And they were out, out at the Metallica show checking their emails and answering wow. me back. Two, two people in 10 minutes. It was almost midnight. And they're like making a joke at it. They're like, hey, we're all here. And I'm like, what the and these aren't, you know, like lackeys. These are like department heads, and like they're they're all right, man. They're they're pulling for us, right? Me. And then you're the one keeping vampire hours, and <laughs> you know, asking oh, for yeah. very specific stuff. And I'm sure not expecting uh, like immediate response in that kind of situation, of right? Not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the other people who the band have worked with in the past, uh, you know, I wouldn't get a response at all if I would get one a week later, and then it would be sort of a brush off response. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm used to dealing with the, you know, the machine and like, they're not like that, man. And I, that's the feeling that I got when we first met them. I was like, these are real cool people who, who dig our band and want to take us as far as, as we can take it, you know? And that's what we want to do too. I mean, we don't have any illusion that we're going to be, you know, like the next whatever, but we want to take it as far as we can take it. You know, we don't want that to be our, our fault or our laziness that prevents us from from making big strides, you know? Sure. I mean, that's also like when we play shows while we like go as, as just hard as fuck every time. You know? Right, Because right. 
we know that every single thing matters, and it's kind of stressful, but it's also kind of awesome because it gives me purpose in life, you know? Well, yeah, and it, it's, it's especially when you when you choose to devote your life to it that way, and it does mean that much. And, of course, it can it – can, <laughs> the downside to that is that if something does not go – how it's supposed to or something that can be, you know, you have to kind of like fight to make sure that isn't like devastating to your, to your psyche or yeah, th- dude, at least out about the smallest shit. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or at the very least it, that it, it makes it hard to, to work with me. I'm well aware of that. It's hard. Like, okay. This is, I can't name specifics about the situation because I've learned how to play this bullshit game, but like something happened recently that was supposed to be like, uh, you know, a uh, an exciting kind of exclusive press thing for the band. Uh-huh. And like, it it didn't like what was written about us seemed like it was kind of that sideways thing. Like it wasn't, I don't expect to have praise heaped on us, but like, I, I felt like we were, we had been fighting, you know? And I immediately like was, blow, I'm blowing up people at the label, like what the fuck, you know? And then I realized like, Oh, uh, their takeaway from this is that guy is difficult. He's an asshole. He's hard to work with. And like, it's so hard for me to just not react and go like, these people are taking advantage of us or whatever it is. You know, right. Agenda and stuff, but it's like, you know, it's not mutually beneficial, but what the, what the hell are we getting out of it? I, I need to see what you're getting out of it, content, but like, sure. <laughs> you know, when you hand somebody a softball and then they let it, you know, fall on the ground, you're like, why did I, why did I even send it your way in the first place? Man? Right, right. And so that's... Yeah, I get bent out of shape quick, dude. And I'm learning to get better about it. I mean, I'll, dude, I'll text my bandmates after practice to be like, hi, Dick, did I, did I hurt your feelings? Did I say something the wrong way? Because I'll just be like, hey, that one part that you're doing, don't do it that way. Maybe try it this way. And I, I try to temper it, but I know, I know I still come off like a distant tyrant. And I'm really, really consciously trying to work on it, you know? It sucks. Well, that's a lifetime of work, though. I mean, that's not something that's ever going to be like, yep, solved it. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's going to be something that you got to look at it like like life as a uh, as a work in progress, almost. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I I don't know if we we probably discussed this, but uh, probably I'm sober and I've been sober for over a decade. And like one of the big things uh, about being sober is like finding out what your ideal is and trying to you know figure out whether you're heading towards your ideal or away from your ideal. And you never get to the ideal, and you never get to the to the ditch either. But it's like let's let's you know, make sure that we're, we're, we're working towards that. When you feel yourself pulling away from it or working, you know, towards the opposite of your ideal, then you need to right the ship and be working towards your ideal again. So it's more like uh, a life kind of, a realistic sort of thing, you know, and that that applies to like relationships. Or, yeah, you know, I think that carries over to a lot. Professional life. Or, <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and the way that, or if it's like your, your diet or your health or your, I mean, it, it applies to so many parts of your life. You can really just, sort of grasp it onto anything. And it doesn't give you a path. It just kind of gives you um, the correct impression of the size of what you're dealing with. You know what I mean? Like an accurate appraisal of what's going on. Instead of being like, I'm a piece of shit, or I'm the greatest thing ever. It's like none of those things are ever true. You know, <laughs> the truth is, right. is way far away from either one of those things. But which way are you headed, you know? Yeah, and, you know, some of that I, I found with, some folks that are just, you know, no hopers with that kind of thing that if there's just no self-awareness at all, you know, that that's, that's bad. But if you're aware of the problem, you can do something about it. Now it may be something that you work on for years and years and years, but yeah, I mean, in this, in the same way, not, I don't want this turned into like, you know, therapy or anything, but, uh, you know, I've, 
I've got a temper and I've, you know, there's some, there's some amazing stories in the past of me just exploding and, you know, part, part of that has to do with how I grew up. Part of that has to do with, you know, I still have, don't have much patience for fools. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, I still don't, Yeah. but I can manifest that in a more productive way and usually right. kind of like keep the monster at bay a little bit because I've worked yeah. on it for years and I, I don't know. It, it's one of those things that I, I think that there's especially like loud, crazy, angry, noisy music uh, tends to draw people that feel things deeply. And yeah. You know yeah, that that manifests in different ways. In the head, stuff. Yeah, I mean during that set, I see crazy. I mean at TRF, uh, that dude like jumped on stage like towards the end of our set, and like I pushed him off the stage, and then I was like, oh shit, he probably thinks this is wild. The song's playing. Yeah, like, I remember. I yeah, he probably, probably thinks I'm mad at him. So he was trying to think. So I gave him the microphone. I let him sing the end of the song just so he knew that we were cool. Right. Because when you're in that moment and in that intensity, it's really it's a it's joy for me it is i mean my public comes off as like this savagery but it's you know it's it doesn't feel that way it feels like uh some kind of church or something it feels yeah like yeah yeah that, no totally sort of pretentious but it doesn't have, have this feeling of of uh ecstasy you know that can't really be duplicated any other way and it's true because when you're you know if you're seeing an amazing performance or if, you know if you're a musician if you're playing a kind of performance, especially when everything clicks just right, it is. Yeah, you there's can tell. there's right. something special about it, and I'm not a religious yeah. person in any way, shape, or form. But there is yeah, something I just special. A, uh, a quote the other day, uh, it was like Coltrane's uh, birthday, and I just posted a quote about how, yeah, when you when you're playing music with other people, and it and it snaps into focus, it's like you're it really is something special, and everybody feels it. Everybody feels it in the room. Yep. You look at each other like, yeah, that was the shit. You just know it. Yeah, it's weird because you can't really. Um, I don't know. You can't. You can't really uh, make it happen or force it to happen. You can prepare for it and just be ready for for the moment to happen. You know. Right. Uh, but uh, you can't force the moment. You know. Well, and that's and it's almost it can almost be a bummer. Like when uh, this does. I don't want to get too specific, but I've seen bands kind of like try to force that kind of thing to happen. It's like you're. What are you doing? What? What? Like, why are you just like acting uh, crazy? You're clearly acting crazy. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've seen that. Yeah, I've I've been in a band with that. Yeah, or it's like fucking vaudeville. It's like, what are you doing, dude? This is not a puppet show. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know? And I mean, I mean, it's not to say that that stuff isn't doesn't have its place. I mean, I love you know bands that are just like, wow, come on, rock and roll, all right. Man, that's hell. I don't want to be in a band with it though. Right, I love right. it. You know what I mean? I love it. It's really fun. Uh, but yeah, that's just not who I am, man. I can appreciate it from the sideline. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, some people are just sort of performers. Some people are sort of more musiciany kind of people, and some people are more like sort of arty sort of people. I mean, there's just there's different temperaments. You know, there's different different types of people who get into bands, and, and it's yeah, it's difficult to find the right mix. Yeah, I mean, some people spend a lifetime doing it, and some people, you know, there are some people that have done all all three of those, or you know, some combination yeah, thereof. And yeah, that. I mean, it depends on the situation, you know. I mean, I don't know. So we didn't actually we we talked we started talking about the record. We didn't actually talk about the record in any way, shape, or form. We talked uh, yeah. about a bunch of other stuff. So, it, <laughs> which, which what I've heard of it's fantastic. I'm and I'm, I got to uh, oh, I got I got I got to pre-order this this thing, uh, but. 
you recorded this. Uh, it was this year you recorded this, right? Uh, yeah, we finished recording pretty recently. We finished recording in, I think, late July. Oh, wow. So that's actually fairly quick turnaround, all things considered. I mean, considering... The ones can turn it around pretty fast. Yeah, they have a, basically have a three-month window they need to turn it around, which is great because most... Most, if you're going to press a record with most uh, plants and stuff, it takes five or six months at this point. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah they, they have guaranteed that we'll have records for tour. And I was like, okay, well, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... yeah, I haven't wavered right. on the a, on a, on a October 28th date. Because, like, we're doing two weeks um, and coming up here, like, the, I guess the, the second two weeks of October. Right. And the record won't be out during that. We'll run, um, but it comes out right the day we come home. It comes out, and then we've got two weeks at home, and then we go out with Red Tang and Torch, and we'll have the records for that tour. And that was the main concern, that we would have them on the road for that tour. Sure, because you're going to be playing with... you playing with those bands. You're going to be playing to some folks that like maybe they don't. They've never seen you before, too. And like you know, you're going to be it, that. So. That's a three for where it's like, oh, those are all three bands that I would go see individually, all playing together. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I, it's pretty good. I mean, at first it was. This is kind of like a gross music business thing, but like at first, Fair uh, Tang was like, I don't know if you guys want to do this because you know you guys won't be direct support, and like we were direct support on my last tour, and I was like. Uh, you know, whatever, dude. We just want to like go out and and do it and just rage. And then I found out that Torch was the the main sponsor. Are you kidding? They're like legends, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I've got every one of Torch's records, and I'm friends with them personally, with both Andrew and Steve. And like, I know Rick and John through the band and stuff, but they live in Florida, so we don't interact that much. Like, I, you know, come on. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like they put some band like at our level. As direct support, like we do, we have two EPs and a record that's about to come out. It ain't even out yet. So, like, we don't think we're king shit of Third Mountain. I mean, come on. So, yeah, we would be retards to turn that down then. So, but yeah, they were putting it to us like, well, it's not gonna, you know, it's gonna, you're gonna be first. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, let's go, man. Right. Well, I mean, some. I mean, there are some artists that they care they. Not really so much in the noise rock community, but there are some artists that care quite a bit about that kind of thing and feel that that like oh, messes it with their perception. Matter. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm it just does. saying this is a testament to how rad Red Tank is, really. It was a professional yeah. courtesy for them to say, like, you know, like, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I've mentioned it in a couple interviews, but like, with the last tour that we did with Red Tank, the last night in San Diego, the tour manager gave us a cash bonus, and it wasn't a small cash bonus that's awesome just wow. because just because man you know what i'm saying and i was like holy crap not only did i not see that comment i was just floored but i know they, they weren't the reason they were doing that and is because someone did it for them mastodon and so the, the message is when we're in that position we do it for the band yeah, you pay it for will yeah yeah and we will yeah. and, and so, i mean yeah Man, those dudes rule. I mean, I'm obviously on the dick pretty hard, but like they—they've been so good to us. It's ridiculous, man. And there's a nice dude. Like we were like in the green room with that tour with them. They, the last one we do with them, you know, we were asking about something like some catering or whatever, drinks or whatever. And they were like, John Sherman was like, man, shut up, come on, this is for all of us. And I said, like, oh well, okay, but you know how it is. And he goes, no, you don't know how it is. This is for all of us. I was like, hey. <laughs> like they refuse the full rank, they won't do it. Now. Yeah, and that's you know, one of the reasons they've gotten as far as they have because they're good people. The band rips. I mean, I know it's not your cup of tea, but like 
you know, they're an incredible band live. Like they do their own their own thing, but they're nice people. They're decent people, you know. Well, yeah, and and uh, to be clear, there's there's a lot of Red Fang that I that I do like, and I think that they are an excellent live band. And and those dudes all came up from, uh, you know, from bands that had nothing. You know, <laughs> just were like working yeah, hard. Dude, and... last, last, last of the one years was a jam, dude. Yeah, and it's party time, and like all their ex bands are super rad. And Jesus, Shiny Beast Man, David Gold Band from Raleigh, that band was incredible. Yeah, and, and, and it's, he was in he was in Willard also from yep, Raleigh. Yep, yep. With Brian Walsby, mm-hmm. who does merch for Melvins. Like it's all a small circle of people, man. It is, and it's one of those things where, you know, like like. I don't have to love every song on their on their record. I actually I really do admire and respect what they do. And I think like again, I I'll see Red Fang any old time. They're great. They're fun, man. You just see the people lose their minds when they play, man. And they're like encore with prehistoric dog, like and they were doing that last tour. The whole place was moving, man. It felt like a birthday party or something. It was really exciting. <laughs> right. Everybody- so nice with like that, you know. It's awesome. I'm gonna turn that down. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, and it, to be there, it's awesome, man. <laughs> exactly. I don't care if we lose money or something. It's just gonna be killer. Yeah, and I think that that's I don't know that that counts for a lot because it's it's like one of those things where you can get like really caught up in a lot of the things that uh, don't matter if you're not careful, right? Yeah, like the logistics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Cool. It's and, about my life. Like, how do I want to spend my life, man? I want to spend it playing music for other humans. Yeah, and whatever and, I have to do to that end, I'm going to do. And if if the answer is you you have to play with these like rad bands that you would be like stoked to like hang out with or see anyway, oh no, that sounds terrible. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have the best time with them, man. And like, and their um their tour manager Chris and their their sound guy Adam are both also cool as shit. They're really fun to hang out with. They're really bright. They're really funny. They've, you know, they're interesting people who have chosen this life much like we have. And, uh, you know, just fast friends. Man. Well, and that's, you get like a special kind of bond, too, when you, yeah, you do. when you kind of meet fellow travelers that like feel like feel it the same way. Yeah. I mean, that sounds cheesy, but you know what I'm talking about. They like, it, it's, oh, al- I live it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It, it's almost like what I imagine folks who like serve in the military, like the kind of bonds that are, are, are forged probably, with yeah. people in your unit yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, probably because you're, you're separate from the rest of the world. You're on your own clock. Man. I mean, yeah. when I come back from Thor, I'm like, Jesus, what movies have come out? Like, I don't even know what's going on in the world. <laughs> right. <don't care." laughs> you know, I'm not busy spending 12 hours a day on Facebook. Like I do when I'm not on tour. You know, because I'm out living it. I'm not doing it. Like, I don't give a shit what people think about things. I'm doing stuff and I'm making new experiences and, you know, going to a different town and seeing a different place. And, it, you know, woo, it's the best, man. I love it. Oh, man. I mean, like, it's in, by horror standards, it's a very it's a very short jaunt. But, you know, the fact that I have some dates coming up myself that I'm going to be doing and that I get to, like, yeah, I just saw that. Oh, my God. And they get to tune out this election nonsense for a while. Oh, that's going to be so great. I'm so I'm so excited because uh, I I can't take any more, man. I'm ready for this to be over. <laughs> who is um Who is playing bass for that tour? Uh, so so Jordan uh, Jordan from Reptoid is filling in for Dale again. Who okay. um he's amazing. He's a badass. And yeah, Reptoid. So Tony on bass as always, and then Ryan Warner Killer. is on uh, second guitar. Who's uh this? Sure, yeah, no, I'm too, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a really it, it's a good lineup of Secret Friends. Like it's going to be. I mean, if you're into if you're into the kind of music that Secret Friends make, it's going to be a great tour. Yeah, dude, I just listened to that record again on uh, that you sent me the new one on uh, iTunes, like in, on my headphones or whatever. Like while I was uh, typing out that interview earlier today. Oh, nice, awesome. Yeah, it's not the first time I listened to it. That stuff is rad. Um, yeah, and I finally met um, Tony when I was in Louisville. Like we've been friends, you know, on the internet. But uh, yeah, what yeah, a what a really badass cool, that guy! All of his bands yeah. are just fantastic, and that's one of those things and that I've mentioned it before. But dude, good hair, dude has good hair. He does have good that hair. <laughs> he really, he really does. And it's it's funny because yeah, what a cool dude. He's a lifer. You can tell. He's you, a lifer, yeah, dude. totally. Oh. And he and he's and he's like a kind of like a something of a soft spoken guy. Yeah, unless you sure. get him talking. So like people kind of like tend to underestimate him, but like that guy's a badass. Like every one of his bands is great, and like we oh, would. Yeah. I know him from when we were label mates and toured together, and I, yeah, we always perfect. had the freaking best time whenever we were playing with Trophy Wives. And yeah, dude, real, real, recognize real. <laughs> Seriously, and, yeah. and when it oh, I know, <laughs> and when it came time to uh, you know figure out who was going to play bass for Secret Friends, I was like Tony, <laughs> and. You know, to his credit, yeah. like when I when I told him, like, "Hey, dude, I want you to come, like, do this thing." He was like, bo- "Like, it's like before I really finished the explanation, he's like, I'm in." And I was like, "Oh, and by the way, you know, Crover's playing drums." And he's like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> 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 and it was because the thing is, so like, great. he didn't even care. He was like, "Yep, I'm in." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on yeah, board. I saw him uh, in Athens a couple weeks ago. God, I I was so close to trying to go to that after the prf but it was yeah it was right after it yeah i um aaron from red fang flew in because his uh lady friend is in helm valley um, oh okay nice so and she was on uh you know they're on that melbourne tour and then they're going to be on the tour russian circles right after that and then red fang just went to europe and then when they come back from europe they do the u.s tour so they wouldn't see each other for like three months. So Aaron just came to the Athens show. So we like hung out all night. It was awesome. That's fantastic. I mean, there and that's another band that just mind blows. I've known uh, I've known Ben for a long time, but I've known Hosey for yeah. Oh my god, so <laughs> nine, ten years, something like that. And yeah. again, played or, the yeah. same pisshole places to nobody that uh, <laughs> you know all of us have. And but the first time yeah. I saw her, she was playing drums and. Uh, right. The band she played drums in was cool. Uh, she was great, obviously. And then in Lozen, she played uh, guitar and bass, which is freaking fantastic at those, too. Yeah, actually, when we played in Seattle, uh, Lozen was playing next door. And uh, that's when I met Aaron, because he was in town to see oh, wow. her band How funny. in Seattle. And they're, they're literally playing right next door to us. So we like after we played, um, I went over there and watched Lozen set with uh, Aaron. Yeah, that's how we met. It's through her band, yeah, her other band, I guess. Yeah, and uh, oh god, all right. So th- this is already pretty like circle jerky. This whole conversation. So I'm just gonna like. Yeah, it's a small world after all. Uh, after after this one tour they did, I think it was Mount Vicious. If I remember, I can't remember. Yeah, it was Mount Vicious. I I came back and uh, Kowloon Hall City and Helmsley were playing a show. But this is like the first time Helmsley had come to SF, and I was sort of like. I was doing the thing like, I don't know if I even feel like going to a show, blah, 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 whatever, you know, like that, yeah, that, that sure. thing. And yeah. eventually I was like, nah, I'm going to go. Fuck that. Like, I haven't, I haven't seen 
Hosey's new joint, you know, I haven't seen Ben in forever. It's going to, it'll be cool. Kowloon's always awesome. So yeah, that's Kella. I'm, I'm not a big pot smoker, but uh, Jason Pace from Kowloon Multi. That's how old how long ago it was. It was when Jason was still in Kowloon. No, Multi. I know Jason, dude. It's fucking telling secrets. Are you kidding me? Everybody knows that, dude. Uh, he, he's, he got me really high. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. And then I go in to like, like, oh, cool. all right, time to see what Hosey's up to. And then it was just like, from the first note, I was like, Max L, dude. Like, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> And yeah, they, they're doing their own thing. They were, like, instantly my favorite band. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Harkonnen was great. Harkonnen, everyone always tried to, like, matchmaker, uh, replicator, and Harkonnen. I mean, we never made it happen. But, like, yeah. And so we played with them. And they're just, I mean, they're fantastic band, fantastic people. I don't know. They're, they're, I could get way more uh, insular with it. But, like, the fact that people are finding out about them on a greater level is very exciting to me. And I think that's uh Again, you know, your band can be your raddest band ever, but if you're dick, nobody cares, man. You right. get so much further <laughs> if you're just a decent, normal person. I mean, it's its own reward. You should be doing it anyway, but as a benefit of, of being a decent person, you get further in life, man. I really don't believe in that whole, you know, let me grab what I can take, because if I don't grab it, I won't get it. That's bullshit, man. You know, I don't. I just won't be around people who think that way, I, you know, and I, I have in the past, but, yeah, no, it's about, you know, doing the right thing for the right reasons and that it'll come. It won't come right away, but it'll come. I'm starting to get to that point in my life where like things are, I don't want to say starting to pay off because that sort of frames it in a fucked up way, but like uh, it's starting to kind of crest where like things are starting to kind of happen. And a year ago, like this time last year, I wasn't feeling that way. I was, you know, really worried about my future and, you know, but I, I, we talked about this last night after practice. Like, after practice, we usually stand outside and shoot the shit for a while and, like, watch YouTube videos and look at gear on our phones and whatever, just kind of, like, yeah, hang out. Yeah, stuff, um, things. <laughs> we were talking about that, about how, like, we just put our heads down and wrote a record. You know, we haven't done any heavy touring this year. We've done a couple, like, fly-in shows, a couple little one-offs, weekends, whatever. We haven't done anything heavy because we just got went into that damn practice space you know, every other day. Just put in the work. Broke the damn record. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, pay, it's starting to pay off. And I was worried that I wasn't going to, but I'm happy with what we did. So it doesn't matter how it's received to me because, well, I mean, it would be nice if people liked it, but it doesn't matter because I know we did the best we could do. Right. Right. And, and I think actually last time we spoke, yeah, because before any of that had happened. So it's, it's awesome that, you know, for, again, I haven't heard the whole thing, but you know, it, it, I'm, it sounds like a, a record to be very proud of. So far, and it's just like it's like carp worship, like the whole thing. It just <laughs> you, sounds like carp. I mean, that's not a bad thing, though. That's no, <laughs> I'm not complaining. I love carp. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much like the song we did that we just did the video for is not. It's not out yet. It'll come out like around when the record comes out. Um, but we just shot the video a couple weeks ago in Atlanta um, with the guy who's done this Red Fang videos and the off videos and oh, Primal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Dunk. He's done a bunch of cool stuff, but um, uh, we actually stayed at his house when we were in Portland. Um, but anyway, oh, no okay. um, that that song totally to me sounds like Carp, which is weird because when when we made it up, I kind of thought it was sort of a Nirvana ripoff because it's kind of like a descending three chord thing, yeah, 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 like totally. that seesaw kind of thing. But then you know, after we kind of put it through the blender, it just got like just super heavy, and it's. You know, it's got like that double snare hit that Nirvana always does too. So right, I really right. thought it was going to sound like a Nirvana ripoff, but to me, it doesn't sound that way. It sounds more like, um, like Mets mixed with like Carps. 
kind of you know heaviness. So. They're closer yeah, than you than you might think though, because I mean I love that band. Unfortunately, broken up from Baltimore, Room Runner. Uh, oh God, they were killer. You know, Denny lives in Atlanta now. Yeah, I I, I did hear that. Yeah, and and I thought they were fantastic. And the Green Record, everyone always would compare them to Nirvana. I was like, they kind of sound more like Carp, man. Like it's. Yeah. It's and they're not that different. Ultimately, I guess is what's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I get you probably right. Yeah, um, yeah. Denny's actually in a new band with Andrew Wiggins from Hawks. Oh, get That's, out! Uh, yeah, it's called Thousand Air, and Denny's playing drums. And there's yeah, it's really good. Man. It's How got funny! It's got like forty four vibe too. It's like you know, kind of that not quite close rock, but definitely um, got a nineties kind of vibe too. It's really good. Man, that's that's it's <laughs> the same. You hear the same names in uh, different places. The you know the more you stick around, <laughs> like it's yeah. Wow, huh? Yeah, he's, Denny's doing. He does sound at this club here in Atlanta, and then he's playing in Thousand Air too. And I'm not sure he still might be in that um, Future Islands band too. I think he just tours with them or something. Because it's weird. He's a drummer, but he was a singer and guitar player and room runner. He's a great songwriter, but. He's play, he he's really primarily a drummer. It's weird. That is weird. Well, I mean, and sometimes some viewers are multi-talented like that. I guess you know. It's... Yeah, I try to play drums. I've got like a little crummy drum kit, and um, Donnie, our drummer, tries to play guitar. He's awful at it, but I'm an awful drummer. So there you go. <laughs> so we're gonna we're we're gonna start like a ridiculous side band. I was gonna say just, side project it, time. <laughs> Casey plays guitar. Like he's primarily a guitar player, but he you know plays bass in our band. Uh-huh. But he's a wicked guitar player. So like I want to get him to play guitar. Look super rad, but then have like Donnie playing this super shitty guitar and me playing this super shitty drums. It would just be hilarious. Just it? like totally perfunctory rhythm section. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the shredder <laughs> guitar <rhythm>. player. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Uh, you know, speaking to the earlier thing you mentioned, something, something that I do, I don't do want to mention. I think that when people hang around long enough and uh, and are cool people and you know consistently put out good. I hate to use the word product, but put out good stuff, you know, that sure. Yeah. Like I don't believe in the, like there's that old adage. Oh, well, like good stuff always finds an audience. I don't think that's the case. I think, I think it happens, yeah. especially these days. Uh, but we need to talk about Flint, Flint. <laughs> no one gave a shit about until they were gone. And now they're revered. Right. It, it, it's just like, it, and, and a lot of it, unfortunately is just due to luck. It's just luck. It's luck timing. Oh, there's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of things to it. And that's yeah, just to be like any have anyone give a damn at all, really. It's not about like being rich and famous or whatever. But it's it's as much luck as anything else. But I have noticed, uh, especially because you know, like whatever. There's a thing that yeah, people will, will say something that's like kind of sounds like if you were not paying attention to it or like more self involved would sound like a compliment, but it's not actually complimentary. Like those <laughs> those, right. kind, those kinds of things. It's usually coming yeah. from that's coming from a very green-eyed sort of selfish place and yeah. you know the answer is always the same it's like just hang just hang around and be cool and like don't you know don't suck and like yeah be a i cool mean perseverance person. is a huge part of it and i you know and i realized that like you know because now that uh we've been you know doing like more more interviews and stuff or whatever like than they have before then people are always asking about you know like people who used to be in the band and stuff like this. And it's like, well, you know, to get to the, the tiny, tiny little, you know, um, like bunny slope hill that we've come up on, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, you have to, 
you have to work and you have to go and go and go and go and go and go and go. And, you know, it used to be like, you know, my old bandmates would say like, we want to like, you know, we want to make smart decisions. And I used, of course, on the surface, that sounds great. But yeah, let's make smart decisions. But I now know what that really means is I don't want to put in any work unless there's an immediate obvious yeah, yeah. payoff for it. And like, that's just not how things work, man. It, it, exactly. Put, put in your time and hope it works out. And that's not dumb. That's not blind faith. I mean, you have to have faith in what you're doing. And if you have faith in what you're doing and you keep doing it, it's going to work out. Man. And if you're doing it for the right reasons and it never happens in a way that maybe you'd like it to have happen, at least you can say like, Hey, you know, I put out a, a good body of work and I have these great life experiences to show from it. Like, I mean, the way, the way I've always phrased it, and maybe I said this last time, I really should have listened back to that episode is that like the, the, the destination, like the journey becomes the destination, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's definitely important to keep that in mind. You know, when, when you start getting into the future and the past and decisions and consequences and repercussions and this kind of stuff. But, you know, it's... I think a lot of people are just lazy. To me, too. it seems like you've got to keep going, man. If you believe in it, you've got to keep going. And I know what you were saying a minute ago about, like, you know, if you're good at it, it'll people will find it. And that's not always true. And I not totally always. agree with that. But <laughs> I just can't. I can't give up, man. I just can't. Well, it, you know, it, and I mean, then- it's... Yeah, I, I I definitely don't say that to be discouraging in any way, shape, or form. Just that, oh no, yeah. Harkening back to like one of the first things that we talked about of just the idea that you know everyone isn't a unique special snowflake. You know, everyone doesn't get, no, get an award. You know, it's like you can maybe do all the right things. You can be talented as hell, and guess what? Nobody really gave a damn. All right, well, no, that's just how it goes yeah, sometimes. <laughs> right, but you know, I'm. I just want to be able to to do this in a you know in a like you were saying earlier a sustainable way. I don't expect to have some kind of grand result. I was just listening to Bill Burr's podcast, who I love, uh, and uh, Michael Rappaport, who he's friends with. Is, oh yeah, was on Burr's podcast, and it was so funny. And it reminded me of me and my best friend, who actually lives up in Brooklyn. He's a Philly dude, but he's the best. He's actually a PRF dude too. He does uh, the Thunder Snow one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he's he's in a great band called Six Acre Lake. Yeah, um, uh, Schlichter. He's, yeah, John Schlichter, yeah, right? He's, he's my BFF. Yeah, yeah, he's the best. So it reminded me of our relationship because we'll just talk mad shit to each other. And, you know, we come from a place of love, you know. We're absolutely just brutal with each other. Right, right. But anyway, Burr was talking about how, like, you never arrive. There's never a moment where you're like, okay, I've made it. Like, no one... And then they use the example of, like, okay, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio has made it. But, like, other than that, you just don't. You don't arrive. You never right. stop working. You never stop hustling. You never stop going, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Or you or you die. Or you've got to go, you know, got to go work some job, you know, that doesn't that doesn't satisfy you, you know, to work in order to make ends meet. If you want to keep doing this, you've got to keep doing it. You can't just wait around for things to come to you because it doesn't work right. that way. You have to produce something that, you know, that you feel is worthwhile and hope that other people find merit in it, too. And if they don't, fine, but you got to keep it going, man. And ask yourself what's important, too, you know, and, and value. <laughs> like, what what do you yeah, – because sometimes you're not going to be able to do it all. So it's like, okay, what do you really – you know, what do you actually really want? And, you know, maybe that's going to change or maybe it won't. Uh, right, right. It's funny you mentioned, just real quick, funny you mentioned Michael Rappaport because uh, former, former guest. He's of, funny, dude. He is. That's awesome. 
Uh, a former guest of the show, Travis Keller from Buddy Head. Uh, Michael Rappaport literally saved him from getting beat up in a uh, Whoa. <laughs> in a restaurant awesome. in, in L.A. And I don't remember the lead up to this story because it was like, whatever, like 40 episodes ago or something like that. But it it that kind of like was one of those things that immediately lodged in my mind what kind of dude Michael Rappaport is. And like I yeah. was like, wow, that guy seems like he'd probably be a pretty cool dude. <laughs> yeah, he, that's the vibe I got, that he was like a real... A real dude, you know, who happens to be an actor, but he's like a real. Plus, he's got that East Coast vibe, which is just like this no bullshit vibe that I love, man. Totally, totally. Uh, you know, sometime back, I actually I, I meant to ask you. I'm sorry. Uh, are there any Canadian dates planned? Uh, somebody, somebody asked in the chat box, and I think we were too busy stroking each other off for me to acknowledge it at times. So. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, we don't have anything planned for Canada right now which is a drag because we still haven't been to Vancouver and uh, I would love to go there. And then of course there's like the central Canada, like our boys in Kenmode or, you know, Winnipeg. Right. And we played in both Toronto and Montreal before and had great shows in both those towns, a really fun time. So I'd love to do something. We've got, I mean, after this Red Fang tour, I mean, I'm not Canadian dates on that. Um, after, I mean, we, we get home from that tour like two days before Christmas. So there's the holidays. We may do a New Year's Eve show somewhere. Um, and then we've got uh, an offer for Europe right now um, that is looking like we'll probably do. I'm not at liberty to discuss any details until it's announced or whatever. And then we'll probably do a U.S. headline tour in the spring. Now, if we do that, we'll, we'll do some Canadian dates. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. You got your, got your answer on the Canadian dates. It's always... It's always exciting. I'd love to, dude. Canada's awesome. We have a great time there, man. Canadian people are super cool. We went, um, we played a show in Fargo not too long ago, I guess about a year ago, and some people came down from Canada. And then there were some people from Canada at the PRF thing, too, in Louisville. And the Canadians, I mean, it's such a generalization, yeah, they, but they're always such down-to-earth nice people, man. You know what? And you know, it's just like they real, are. normal people, you know? It's cool. It's not... There's no pretense. There's no, like, trying to show out and impress. They're just cool people. I don't know if I told you this or not, but, you know, those, those Canadian folks, they were they were buying up merch left and right. And, and in the raffle, oh, cool. all, there's all these, the, the different prizes that are in the raffle uh, that were raffled oh, right, off on yeah. Sunday. Like, there was, like, the, that awesome, like, custom snare. There was that badass uh, guitar, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, there was the tub that had, like, all the merch from like all the different bands and the freaking Canadians won it. And it's oh, hilarious because they've been buying stuff like the entire time. And they already had like a bunch of stuff. They're like, how are we going to get this right. back on the plane? We got to figure something out. And then they have this gigantic, like, you know, you need like a mule to like, you know, <laughs> and a, uh, <laughs> like a, what do you call yeah, it? Those things that go behind the mule to carry it. <laughs> yeah. I, the, uh, yeah. They'll, they'll get you on like tariffs and stuff, man. It's brutal. Uh, but it's it. I thought it was hilarious that it was you know the people that bought it wasn't you know it, it was people that that already were buying a ton of stuff. I thought that was right. very fitting in its way. <laughs> yeah, we had that um, that fuzz pedal that we donated the prototype for that. We like, did. Uh, I have that. that was like this. I have like the second or third one. I think I have the third one, and then that's the first one that we donated to the PRF thing as like a cool raffle prize or whatever. I can't remember who won it. It might have been Rob from Wax Eater. Uh, I can't remember either, yeah. Damn, I can't, yeah, why can't I remember that? Eh, doesn't matter. But it's funny because, like, Rob won multiple prizes, so first time everyone, like, cheered, and oh, second time funny. everyone booed. 
<laughs> that's hilarious. The, um, yeah, that pedal is actually on that uh, that Baby Teeth song, like okay. in the breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Why don't, we, yeah. why don't we talk? Why don't we talk about the record? So you called it gold. Uh, and, and I, well, no, no. I, I, I mean, because here, <laughs> here's the problem with being dynamic is I feel like I can kind of talk to you about anything. Uh, the audience might yeah. feel otherwise. I don't know, but uh, I, I think it's cool that I mean the last record is clean. This is gold. There was a uh, was it Ruiner before that? I mean, yeah, the one word, four, yeah. yeah, it's I, I like the the we're symmetry. Down. Yeah, <laughs> this, this, yeah. I mean, we're counting down. The next record is going to be called ATL. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and then we're F- counting down, man. After that can be Fu. <laughs> uh, I was thinking no. <laughs> oh my god has someone ever made a record called no that's an incredible album name oh. well you remember like i remember the first time we talked you were saying like the first time that you were a- aware of me as a human was posting some shit that you're responding to oh someone yeah yeah and you just said no. no yeah yeah and i was like that's amazing no. that guy's my new no. favorite dude <laughs> yeah it's a uh, pretty useful but i mean i don't know if we're actually gonna do that but yeah that's a conscious thing to count down with the letters and then when we get down to zero you know we'll see what we're thinking about once we get down to zero, we'll just the the, the symbol, the period symbol, will be like the, <laughs> the name of the record. You know what I mean? Make then, it, making it, com- there, making know? it completely unsearchable, and then you can. Uh, yeah, I mean, which shit? That's nothing new for us, man. Dude. And then you can have negative one. <laughs> I don't know how you'll. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of ways you can go with it. I'm not. I'm just kind of. I'm thinking, you know, in the next five years, what we're going to do, and that's, that's the plan. But yeah, none of that's an accident. You know, the one-word titles and all that stuff, the brevity, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, believe me, having a cumbersome ask long band name doesn't doesn't help. Uh, <laughs> really? Whatever do you mean? Yeah, Going into your secret friends? Yeah, shocker, right? Oh, you mean somebody, like, yeah. didn't get the name right? Oh, wow. Well, it's a fucking paragraph long, so I wonder why. <laughs> Hey, I got awesome. I got it right early and back when you could. Uh, Replicator and like we were a band for like almost ten years and like that was back yeah. when you could just pick a name and there wasn't a thousand bands and you know some of them of ska that already had that name. So, <laughs> uh, so what would you talk? What would you say about this record as far as you record this with the dude? He's I know he's done some like helmet stuff. Was it Ryan something something or other? Ryan. Ryan Bush, yeah. Ryan Bush. So, how how did you come yeah. to record him? Like, why why did why was he your dude? And like, he recorded Clean also our last record. Um, oh, okay, cool. Did he? Oh, all right. Yeah, he's a uh, he's he's the best man. We um we he has a studio here in Atlanta, but he works in L.A. a lot. He used to assist for uh, a dude out there who's uh, done a lot of uh, good and bad records, but done a lot of records. Um, so he has a lot of experience. But he he owns a studio here in Atlanta with his partner, and um, he definitely understands our band and like understand. He likes a lot of the same music we like, and he knows what we want to sound like. And best thing about working with him is that he won't let me settle for a take that's good enough. Good. It can't be. Yeah, it's, not yeah. enough. it's not enough. It has to be like you can do better. And I'm like, fuck, because I know he's right. You know, he's, he. Yeah, I know he's right. And I'll be like, fuck, just just murdering myself. You know. So we were doing, like, as far as the singing, we would get, like, maybe a verse or a verse and a chorus a day. You know what I mean? And I have to take a day off because you just blow yeah, yeah. it out. Well, exactly. It's yeah, 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 it's... So it's good that, you know, we can be on, cause, because he owns the studio, we don't have to pay an hourly rate. You know what I mean? Because it's his place. Sure. So that really helps us because when we record, 
singing, it's got to be, you know, got to get, get it right, man. Because if it's, if it's just even a little bit unsure sounding, then it's, the whole thing falls apart. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta have the conviction and you got to have the purpose. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should. He's, he's I mean. great. Fun. He's really fun to hang out with. He's really funny. There's like a flat screen in the control room where we were just watching like Coming to America and like Happy Madison, what's it, Happy Gilmore, like just ridiculous Ghostbusters, you know, just yeah, watching yeah. movies all day, basically. We've the best time together, going out and eating decent meals and like just working all day, every day, because like Johnny and Casey knocked their tracks out pretty quickly. Um, and then we did all the guitars, you know, for however long that took, a couple of days or whatever. And then the singing and then the mixing, we were mixing as we went. So we would, while we had a down day where I couldn't track, we would still mix. So we would stay working. So he and I were in there, you know, oh, wow. so, late, late afternoon until midnight or later. A couple nights we were there, you know, three thirty four after 4, a couple nights. Um, and then the last night when we were there, the very last mixing before we turned into master, we were there super late. And then Ryan, like, literally went from the studio to the airport to go to L.A. to work because he works, like, um, with this pretty big Japanese artist uh, in L.A. He's like a superstar in Japan. There's actually about to be a documentary about him, um, about the artist. And um, so he goes out there and, you know, works for that dude and went straight from the studio to the airport and got on a plane at 5 in the morning and went to L.A. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we were yeah. in there nonstop, and he's a badass. And, you know, also, like, when we had, we pressed clean a couple times, um, as like a licensing deal. And then because it kept selling out, we were like, Hey, we need to get more copies of this, um, of this record to sell. Um, can we like bump up our percentage a little bit? And it, they weren't able to do it. And I was like, Oh Jesus. So, you know, we were like, well, can we find a way to, to press it ourselves? And we didn't have the money to do that. And Ryan yeah, straight expensive. up loaned like, the money for it. Oh, wow. That's I mean, awesome. Holy it, crap. Dude, and we pressed the record ourselves, and that's like the, I think that's the fifth pressing. And Ryan paid for it, man. And we mostly paid him back. I still owe him a little bit of money, but not a lot. That's cool. But yeah, Ryan yeah, you offered, man. I mean, that's. He's a rad dude. God, and, and isn't that always like the balance? Like, you're like, oh, God, we need to do this. We need like, the, like that run up to tour where you're just trying to like make sure yeah. that you have stuff to sell that you can, you know, keep the, keep the roll rolling. First, uh, the whole the, the recording advance you get like half up front and then half when you deliver. So like the half that we got up front was entirely spent on pressing records and getting T-shirts and getting ready for that Red Bank tour. So we didn't see. Uh, Casey bought some bass gear, but like other than that, we didn't see any money at all. And it all went right back into the band. And I'm not complaining. I'm saying I'm glad we had it. Right, you know? right. It's lucky that you did to be able to yeah. do what you want to do. You know, that's expensive, man. I'm like we won't, you know, print like crummy t-shirts like on crummy quality shirts and like we're not gonna you know press records on our that don't look rad you know like i mean i'm a i'm a music fan first and like i would i don't want to have something that i wouldn't want to buy myself you know? right when you get like the, the, the t-shirts like wow you really put a lot of effort into this design huh <laughs> i know yeah you see it all the time dude we've got some super sick ones coming out uh we've got three new designs that are all like super badass that uh haven't been released yet, but um, we'll have them for we're getting three. We have four new designs. We're getting three of them printed right now for this two week tour, and then we're getting the fourth one done for the Rip Bang tour. Nice. But they're all really cool. I'm really excited about them. And they look like interesting. I, I, 
I will yeah. say this. I was at my local hipstery coffee shop the other day, and I was wearing my horror shirt with the the cartoon bird, and I got uh, not one but two compliments on it. So there you go. <laughs> the black one or the, gray, or the gray one? The gray one. Oh, yeah. That's a killer. The guy who designed that shirt designed all of our new shirts. Nice. Same guy. Yeah. So you listen to Shirt Talk on Radio Nope, and uh, we hope you <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I like the next level, 3,600. That's pretty cool. The 6010s <laughs> are cool, but I, you know, I really don't really go for the tribe-like. Yeah, that's some nerd I'm really right loving the 5050s lately, though, you know? It's just like the feel is really good. <laughs> oh, so nerdy. You, know, you called me out on that. I'll take that one. I deserve it. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah. But, you know, all that stuff matters, man. It does, it does. To whether or not you give a shit, you know? Well, well and it's, cl- it's really easy to just cut corners, and I know a lot of bands to do that. Yep. And I, I just won't do yep. it, man. I refuse to do it. I'm not going to. So, so what, to make 80 cents more? Is that why you're doing it? You're alienating people who intimately care about the thing you're producing, and you want to make another 80 cents off them? Fuck off. That's awful, man. Well, and... You know, I don't know if others feel the same way, but having you know spent a very large portion of my adult life uh, touring and and at the very least going to shows and buying you know millions of rock and roll T-shirts, I like have pretty stringent rules. Like I have a one in one out rule. So if I get if I get oh, a new yeah. shirt, like something's got to go. And <laughs> and I had to impose that rule because it got to the point like I'm gonna need a dresser just for rock and roll T-shirts, and like that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's not okay to do. <laughs> Once, um, when we get off the phone, I'm gonna text you a picture that's gonna you're gonna die laughing. Okay, it's about this very thing. <laughs> about too many shirts, <laughs> dude. It's bad. <laughs> it is bad. I, I, and to be and clear, all black. <laughs> th- that wasn't that wasn't something like you know the old lady didn't put that on me. That that was that wasn't me. That like, I was definitely like this is not. <laughs> I, I have too many of these. There's like I, this is at a certain point. You know you gotta like you gotta man's gotta have a code. You know what I mean. Yeah, a man does have to have a code. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, and one of those that I got was uh, when I bought that horse T-shirt. Something went out. I don't remember what it was. I should keep track of what I got rid of. And actually, some of the stuff I got rid of, uh, especially like some of, like the late '90s stuff. Yeah, you know, some that people will pay like good money for that for some of that stuff. Dude, I know you go on like Etsy or eBay, and there's like some crusty old shirt from whatever band. It's like two hundred dollars. Yeah. What? It it kind so of it kind of blew my it kind of blew my mind. Like it's it's certainly so weird. I never I never thought of any of those as investment opportunities. Let's put it that way. Yeah, about them. my my precious. <laughs> like come on, <laughs> so stupid man. Whatever. Uh, anyway, t-shirts. Yeah. So <laughs> actually, that um the song that the video is uh for is called "I See You Are Also Wearing a Black T-Shirt." I swear to God. Oh really. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. That's what that song is. Yeah, we just call it T-shirt because it's a long ass title. But um, yeah, 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 they inevitably get shortened. Yeah, what's that? Those, those long, those long titles inevitably get shortened when you're making up the set list. You know, frantically like right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that stuff comes from uh, from the Locust when they would have those ridiculous song titles. I oh, always yeah. thought that was just the, the greatest thing, so I completely stole it. It, it is, and it, it's especially good for the uh, loquacious smartass. Funny, you yeah. know. For the what? For for any kind of loquacious smartass, it's always uh, doubly fun. Yeah, it, yeah, definitely. You know, telegraphs to people that you're not that serious about this. You know. <laughs> uh, 
So the the new record's called Gold. Uh, where, where's the best place for people to get it from? I know you got the big cartel. Uh, yeah, the physical well. copies of Big Cartel is the best place. Okay. Which so is that, just horrors. Horrors.bigcartel.com. Right. Um, and then for digital stuff, it's on, you know, it's not on Bandcamp, unfortunately. Um, I wish it were, but like, we're, we're just, we can't, we're not allowed to, I guess. Mm. Um, so it's on, you know, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that ahead of time. I mean, I, I would have kind of fought for that if I had known that. We guess we didn't really talk about it specifically and I didn't ask about it specifically. Yeah, but, if you didn't, uh, if you so didn't ask, though, yeah, it's... it's yeah, I mean, I did, because I know some people like, you know, the the higher higher bit rate and stuff, you know, I, I, I don't know, I didn't think about it. So, but, it's, you know, of course, it's on iTunes and, you know, Amazon and Spotify and all that stuff. Right, right, know, all the on all places, sure. Whatever, right, yeah. And that one's, it's called Gold, and it's a, there's a gold, gold trash can on the cover, which I love. I, I spray painted that. I went to Home Depot and bought a trash can and a can of spray paint and spray painted it in front of our practice space. I swear to God, <laughs> I've got it. It's actually it's in my uh, in my apartment. I've got one room that just has like guitars and my desk and you know whatever piano and stuff in there. And uh, that gold trash can is in that room right now. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. Love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 stoked to hear the rest of it, man. It's. Uh... You know what? I, I like what I heard, and you know it's, you got some exciting stuff coming up. That's I hope so. It's a nice thing, and I'll, I will be at the uh, Bay Area show with Red Fang and Torch. I know we, we as we talked about controversially, I blew yeah, off the last uh, time. Slims, I think that's that's the first date of that tour, actually. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, cool. Kick off. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. And then we we wrap all the way around the country, and we and we finish in Portland. Well, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be, uh, it's in a nice window <laughs> for me. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. And last year we were in Canada in February. It was pretty gnarly. Yeah. That's, uh, that's intense. Yeah. That's intense. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was rough. And we're, you know, we're from Georgia. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but the weather is different between those two things. I don't know if you noticed or not. But, uh, yeah, it's different. Man, if I wanted stuff to be, different i wouldn't have traveled at all <laughs> wait they don't have the stuff we have here at, at home really <laughs> i don't understand i don't understand why is it different yeah why does it have to yeah. be different uh the best part of it. it's always great talking to you man thanks so much for uh for yeah on the show. pleasure catching up man thanks uh thanks to you as well yeah and it's uh i'll, I'll be sure to when I have it, I'll be sure to play all of the new record and, uh, you know, we'll get in rotation, all the, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah. Anything, any parting words Killer. of wisdom or, or messages of truth and peace? <laughs> no. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, brother. Take care. All right. I'm going to send you that picture right now. You do it. I want to look at it. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> All right, take care. Thanks, bud.
Yeah, that is plain poor. That is off of the record gold coming out now. Uh, we're coming, not now, coming out 1028, October 28th, 2016. You can pre order them now. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. No, that is, that, that's literally what I'm talking about. Uh, best place to do that is whores.bigcartel.com. And after that, you can get it where you find your finer digital files. Whoa, Nelly! There we go again. Talk to that dude. All night, as you can probably tell. Uh, <laughs> love those whores. They're they're a great band. I, I was I was pretty psyched for their set. I was not disappointed. See them when they come to your town. They got New Orleans, San Antonio, Fort Worth, Oklahoma City, Colorado Springs, Sacramento, Las Vegas, Kansas City, and Memphis coming up. They got this whole tour with Torch and Red Fang. Go ask Jeeves about it or something. As we come to the close of our broadcast Find them on the requisite social medias as you feel so inclined. They're on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, all that. You know that. Come on. I can explain this to you. Signing off. Mr. and Mrs. America. All the ships at sea. Yep. Anyone within the sound of my voice. Name of the show is Kona Neutron's Protonic Reversal. This is show number 90. I've got... 50,000 watts of power. As in how old I feel when my back hurts. <laughs> Radioneutron.com for the archives, show posts, uh, find all the stuff you missed. We broadcast in a radio note. Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Sound into electricity. It's at iTunes, Did all the places you get your podcast, Stitcher, all that stuff. Out on Route 128, dark and I think that's it. Catch you later. You got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
Welcome to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's the, it's the end of radio. The last announcer plays the last record. The last what? Leaves the transmitter. Circles the globe in search of a listener. Can you hear me now? Broadcasting if there's no one there to receive. It's the end of radio. As we come to the close of our broadcast day. See? <laughs> 